Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz's Money Mail. It is Friday. I hope you've had a great week. It's a very interesting week this week. There's still plenty going on out there in the world. Some crazy, crazy stuff. And I'm just reading that it looks like petrol is about to go up again at the pump. So if you're listening to this before midnight on Friday, you probably want to fill your car up. I did earlier this week and it was $156, which is pretty scary. I can only imagine that it's impacting a number of people, well, just about all of us out there. And remember that it petrol is an input cost cost for most things, so deliveries, travel, getting food on our tables, and it impacts just about everything that we pay for. So um, buckle in, I think we're going to see some very high price increases, and a lot of us haven't had exposure to high inflation in our lifetimes, and uh, I think we're about to see a, a lot of that. But this week... The subject was one for the ladies. Now, I had a number of people reply to this email already and some very interesting takes on this. I'll run you through some of those at the end. Listen to this with an open mind and don't get triggered or try not to. And we'll discuss some of the things that I maybe I should have put into this email that I may have missed because it is a very sensitive subject for a number of people. Now, the email is, Morning Luke, this week we had International Women's Day. I hope you celebrated the best way you know. On the weekend, I was reading about how women have less money in KiwiSaver than men. Straight away, my assumption was that this would be because women take less risk, so are probably more likely to be in conservative funds. I know a lot of males and have grown up as one myself and know that I can be pretty bloody reckless. So can a lot of my mates. Now, a lot of them like to take risk too. My Sharesies account tells me that 97% of my investments are high risk. It frustrates me. I can't work out what the lazy 3% are because I'd probably sell them and take on more risk. I don't know what your Sharesies portfolio tells you your percentage of your investments are that are high risk, but um, mine always seems to say 97% and never changes. So I don't know if basically everything I invest in is deemed to be high risk to them. But if yours is different, I'd love to know or if everybody investing in shares is, seems to be a, a 97% risk taker. But a number of women I've tried to help throughout business and other ventures often seem more reserved or more risk averse in their thinking. But of course, this is just my observation and my opinion. This week, I was talking with a lady who was considering changing roles. They told me how they weren't very happy in their role, and they were trying to make sense of a contract role that paid double their current salary. Now, in my mind, I thought, well, take it as an extra, I take it as in take it as in six months. So take the role because in six months they'd earn the same amount as they'd normally earn in twelve months. You're effectively earning your entire year's income in half the year. So my very rational brain was thinking, yeah, just do it. They could save the extra and have six months off or six months to find a new job if the contract wasn't extended. I explained that maybe three months into the six month contract they could start looking for their next role, or they could even wait till month nine and they'd still have a buffer of money because they'd been earning double what they normally do and they'd still have plenty of time to find a job and in a tight labour market like this good workers are sought after so it's not hard to find another role. They're very thankful for my opinion and my advice and said that they hadn't even thought about it like that but uh, they came back to me and they said that they decided to stay in their job as they saw the contract as too risky. Now part of this was due to having a mortgage. Now a good reminder that we all see risk differently and have our own level of tolerance. So I'm not saying that this is a male versus a female way to decide between something. I'm just saying that uh, we all look at things completely differently. And this person asked for my opinion and I gave them it and they said, well, I hadn't even really thought about it like that way, uh, but then decided to carry on with their role that they were in 
and they had justification as to why they wanted to do that, and that's completely fine. I don't expect everybody to think the way I do uh, or take my advice as the best advice, um, but it's just a good reminder that we all see things differently. So it can be good to ask different people what their opinions are. Also, when you're asking for people's opinions, I think my sister calls it opinion shopping. So if you go and get too many people's opinions, then you're going to probably confuse yourself and you're going to probably gravitate towards the people who think like you or if you're maybe risk averse and you don't want to take a risk and you go and ask someone that takes a risk, you're probably going to hear something you don't want to hear and then you might go and seek comfort back from the two or three people that are going to say, no, 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 you know, stay with your job, it's a great job or whatever and stay on that path. So be careful when you seek advice and whether you're actually going to take it seriously or not or whether you're just trying to find somebody to validate how you're currently thinking. Now, as a side note, this is also why I hated having a mortgage because it makes you massively risk averse and clouds your decision making. It does for me anyway. I don't necessarily, it may, maybe not for you or maybe not for other people, but from what I've been exposed to and what I've seen, so many people can't make decisions because they have a mortgage and it basically forces your decision making for you. But that is of course the trade-off to having a, a house, I guess, right? Anyway, I didn't want to just assume all ladies are risk averse because that would be very dangerous for me. And as a lovely lady, that's brackets my mother, taught me that assumption is the mother of all stuff-ups. Now I've got two mothers, so I'm very lucky to get two lots of wisdom. I continued to read this article and learn. Straight away, the report told me that women are far more likely to invest conservatively. So this isn't now my opinion, this is the opinion of the article, and then it's backed up by data. 20% fewer women than men were in a growth fund. So 20% fewer women than men were in a growth fund. So they are choosing more conservative funds. Now, I've had so many people email already or comment on this social media around this saying how it's nothing to do with being risk averse. It's the fact that women are out of the workforce for longer. There's a pay gap between males and females and all these things, um, which are probably completely accurate, but I'm not writing about that. I'm looking at the data that tells us 20% fewer women than men were in a growth fund. So those arguments or those opinions or those facts have got nothing to do with what I'm writing about. And this is the the beauty, I guess, of uh, people in this day and age is that we get triggered so easily that we want to justify the way that we look at something, but we miss the point. Now this data, like I always say, stats don't lie, numbers don't lie, check the scoreboard. 20% fewer women than men were in a growth fund. I'm like, fucking brilliant. Simple solution, we need to encourage more women to be in a growth fund, and then we're going to catch up to some of these boys who have been winning by mistake, probably blindly, and had no idea how they were doing it, simply because they go, yeah, yeah, sweet, I'll take some risk, I'll go into a growth fund. Now, had the woman been in the same fund, that would be uh, a smaller gap. But 20% fewer women than men were in a growth fund. I didn't make this up. I didn't want it to happen. It just is what it is. So I go on to say, come on, ladies, what are you doing? Don't let the boys risk it all in KiwiSaver and blindly get taken further ahead. Of course, the boys don't look so good in their risky funds now, do they? Of course, at the moment, we'd have been so volatile around the world Now we're seeing that some of the growth funds are actually going backwards and people are are losing more than those people who are in conservative funds. So the boys might be getting a bit of a taste of their own medicine when it comes to taking risk. 
Now, the story of this article went on to speak with the co-founder of Hatch, who I knew would have some good data as they'd know what gender their users are. Hatch co-founder Kirsten, or Kristen Lundman says women are starting to take control of their funds, but there's a long way to go. Unfortunately, part of this bias with women and investing, this, so this is her words, not mine, unfortunately, part of this bias with women and investing that we've grown to accept is that we're not good with money, we spend too much, we're risk-averse, the industry was built by men, for men, so women have felt excluded. So let's summarise that. You ladies, you're not good with money, you spend too much money, you're risk-averse, the industry is built by men, for men, and women feel and feel excluded. Well, if you're a lady, you might as well give up after reading some of those rules, right? Gee whiz, they make you feel down and out, don't they? Now remember that a number of lessons ago, we have learnt that women make most of the financial decisions in a household. So let's be honest, plenty of blokes probably wouldn't even know their password to internet banking if it wasn't for their lovely lady. Interesting side note here, I haven't had any blokes email back and say, mate, you're an asshole. You say I don't know my internet banking. What's wrong with you? Don't speak to me like that. Um, So they're not getting triggered by me taking the piss out of them. So it's very interesting that some ladies will read this and they have to respond to tell me that it's wrong, that the reason is that people, that women are not taking the same risk that men are, it's because of these other factors, which I'm fully aware of, but this what not what this email is about, but they've been triggered by it not being in there, so they've had to let me know. When the data says, and it's not even my data, 20% fewer women than men are in a growth fund. I'm just trying to drill that through there, but uh, it's very interesting what gets people going, and I think it's you have to be careful what you let society, the media, other people, other articles, other movements, other literature push onto you. And this is the second part of what this email is about. If you constantly believe the things like the Hatch co-founder is suggesting you should believe, like you're not good with money, you spend too much money, you're risk-averse, the industry is built by men for men, and that you should feel excluded when it comes to finances, then you're going to be on a bad path, aren't you? So what I go on to say in the rest of this email is that we need to be careful what bias of others you buy uh, you buy into and decide to own as your own. If you have things that haven't served you well when it comes to money, it's time to unlearn them. Don't hold on to them because others have. So just because that's what one person has felt or maybe a group of people doesn't mean that you need to feel like that as well. To get, I guess this isn't similar, well I guess this is a little bit similar we all have things in our past or in our upbringing that we could hold on to and those can be the reasons why we don't succeed or why we don't become risk takers or why don't you know we become more financially free and things but they all go into a basket and we decide how much weight we give to those things and I'm sure everybody has got things that they've been impacted by in their life and through their upbringing to do with finances and they think well if I was just born differently or had these different set of circumstances, I'd be further ahead. But we don't know that. So be careful what biases of other people that you buy into and that you decide to own as your own because they might be completely irrelevant to you. They might not even be true, but you read about them so much or you you want to grab onto them as an excuse. And I'm not saying that that's what people are doing. I'm just saying that's what can happen. And it's sort of human nature to go, Below the line, as we've talked about before, blame, excuse, deny, how can I find reasons for my failure or my inability to move forward rather than how can I get on top 
of some of these things. And I've spoken in these 30 in the 30 podcasts about my adventures of trying to live below the line and not taking responsibility for some of my actions and where it took me, and then flipping that and finally starting to come out the other side. So, you know, I'm just as bad um, as everybody and turn into some of those and find out some of those lessons. Now, um, I go on to say, ladies, if you do one thing by the end of this week, it should be to understand if your KiwiSaver investment matches your risk profile and perhaps don't decide this yourself, get some advice. So because the data tells us that 20% fewer women than men are in a growth fund, I'm suggesting that this week ladies should think about whether they need to analyse what their KiwiSaver is in and whether they should in fact be in a growth fund or be in a fund that is more aligned with their risk profile and the profile of their life. Now, there is a high chance that you are making most of the financial decisions in the household too, but here is my challenge for you. So this is for the ladies. For two minutes, stop making decisions for everyone else and write down three financial decisions you need to make for yourself. It could be how to ask for a raise in the next 90 days, how to invest for your kids, how to start investing yourself, whether you need insurance on your life or your partner's life, how to pay less mortgage interest, how to pay your mortgage off faster, or how, to, how a rich person you know became rich. Just pick one thing. You know, there is a lot of fashion associated with shining light on this whole men versus women situation. But let's be real, we all need each other and we all love each other. So let's work together and kick some collective ass. I don't care if you are a male or a female, you're a human in my eyes. If you need my help at some point and I can genuinely help you, I will try to point you in the right direction. Thanks to those of you who have been tuning into my 30 and 30 audio lessons this month. We are up to day 11 and have covered a lot of ground so far. You might enjoy my life-altering episode. That's today's one, number 11, about quitting my job. Check it out here. Uh, if you're listening to this, well, then you'll know how to find it. Go well. We're up to three, uh, 5,332 recipients. Is there somebody you can forward this to? Could you put this on your social media for me? Let's help to get this in front of more people. Uh, I dare say this is probably the one that's been responded to the most so far because I think it's just such a sensitive topic and there's so much information out there uh, about this as an issue as such to some people. It's an issue to other people that are probably completely unaware and not too phased, but uh, it was very cool. I got an awesome, uh, an awesome number of emails from people saying uh, from ladies saying that they had taken so much action through the Keep the Change journey and through the emails and they loved getting them and they were actually going to go away and review their KiwiSaver and how they'd made different changes because of some of the things that we've been speaking about and that's awesome because this content isn't just for boys, it isn't just for girls, isn't for males, isn't for females, whatever, it's for people, it's for humans, it's for people to uh, be encouraged to go and make some change and make things better. Now did you know, on average... Women have 22% less than men in their KiwiSaver account. Now what I found really interesting, I think where all the emails came from that come back to me is because that's the last thing people read. And it says, do you know, on average women have 22% less than men in their KiwiSaver account. And because I put that at the very end as the did you know, they thought I need to reply to this guy and I need to tell them it's nothing to do with being risk averse. It is due to uh, marriage breakups where I've been told, I don't know if this is accurate or not, that women come out uh, worse off than men in um, divorces and things like that and separations, which I don't know if there's data on that. I'm sure there is somewhere. I, I don't know what it is, uh, but that's what I was told today. Uh, it's because of the time that women take out of the workforce and not being able to contribute at different times in their life and stuff, which I'm, you know is, is all accurate stuff. But 
the email wasn't about that. It's not that's not what the lesson is about. But because I think that's the last thing that they read, they wanted to explain to me why that's happening. Uh, but really, I've gone back to those people and said, "Hey, look, really appreciate your uh, your input." For me, this email was a, a easy win for a lot of ladies to make, and that is to address their Kiwi saver and whether they should, in fact, be in a grow fund. And if they're constantly making financial decisions for everybody else, then stop. You know, bugger them. Just take a break from that for a couple of minutes and think about what are two or three things that you could be doing for yourself. And it's no different for you, lads. You know, what decisions, if you're always helping out everybody else and trying to look after other people, you know, Warren Buffett, for instance, says you only need to make three good decisions every year, three good financial decisions every year, and you're off you're off and you're flying. So think about that yourself as well. Um, what could you be doing that's going to improve your life over time and just pick one and get started on it? A very interesting lesson this week and I knew when I put this out, I thought, well, I'm definitely going to get some reply and I'm probably going to get a little bit of kickback because I, I just know that the topic is such a, uh, a big one and even my institute, the Chartered Accounting Institute, has sponsored a what's the word for it, a kind of a campaign, I guess it's probably a campaign to decrease, we've got a really bad gap between incomes for males and females in our industry, uh, it's it's very hard for me to understand some of that stuff because being a bit younger and going out there and having a crack for myself, I'm not in the corporate side of accounting for instance in those roles, And but I know, you know, I've been into, uh, I've been into some of the rooms and gone like, holy shit, this is just uh, the stereotypical, what people take the piss out of, I've just absolutely no uh, diversity for instance but these things obviously exist what my challenge to you would be is to how much you let it be the thing that holds you back from succeeding to share a quick story with you when I started my accounting practice one of the fellow chartered accountants who uh, they are rewarded for or recognized for their contribution to the industry said the problem you're going to have is that you're too young so you can't really advise businesses because you're too young and this is kind of no different to, well, I mean, some people would say that you can't compare those, but I can hold on to that and go, well, well, why do I try? Because my fate's already been decided for me. I'm obviously too young to make this happen. Or I can go, great, that's one person's opinion. I can go out there and have a crack. And five years later, here I am. And that data that he gave me was completely wrong. And I've managed to not hold on to that and ensure that that hasn't been the reason for my uh, undoing or my failure or my lack of ability to get ahead. So the second part of this email was encouraging you to think about what bias or shit data people give you or their opinions that you then hold on to that you shouldn't be holding on to because it's just one person's experience. Don't let one person's experience be your experience. Go out there and get your own. There you go. That has been week number 96 if I am... Right, um, I'll have to check on Instagram before we drop off here. Yeah, 96, so we're nearly approaching the ton. Seven, eight, that it's going to be in the new financial year. I've got some data or some info coming about the end of the financial year and your uh, sharesies data, for instance, how that gets with uh, into the IRD and what you need to be thinking about when it comes to that stuff because that's going to be important too. But we'll get into that some of that geeky stuff over the next couple of weeks. Enjoy your weekend, look after yourself and happy International Women's Day to the ladies out there. We might have to do one for the boys in November 
gee, I don't know, I might not be uh, prepared to cop the flack uh, from that one. But remember that we're all human at the end of the day and we need to be looking after each other. Go well. We'll see you next Friday.